Welcome back to the DMC Podcast, episode number one of season two. Yeah, like we said in the last episode, we were considering moving over to a season's format for each year that we've done the podcast. And since this would, in theory, would be episode 53, we're going to be changing it up to season two, episode one. I hope you guys all enjoyed season one and all the guests that we had on in the first season. It's really great fun for myself, and I know Joseph would definitely agree with me. I really hope that you guys can stay along with the ride and see where season two takes us. And without further ado, I will introduce the topic. Today's topic is all about discipline. Joseph, I just heard you try to talk, so I'll let you just carry on and do your thing, bro. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate look at that. Man, he's always looking out for me, always looking out for me. What a guy. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, everyone, to listening to season one of the podcast. We've really enjoyed it, and we're so excited for season two and to see what see what guests we can get on and see who, see who we're able to invite and see what amazing topics we're able to cover and hopefully provide all of you some lovely value. So, yeah, as Manny said, today we are talking about discipline, something that, you know, maybe Manny and I have struggled with. And to be honest, while we're talking about struggling with discipline, let's just go straight into it, Manny. Have you struggled with discipline yourself? And in what aspects of your life have you found it difficult to remain disciplined, if any? Me, For me, definitely discipline when it comes to, like, sugar, man. I think less so, like, nowadays. But if you even spoke to me probably, like, six months to a year ago, and even before then, I just couldn't hack like like the whole chocolate stuff and sugar, man. And even before we went football, I used to have a lot of kinders. The even though they were small, I used to have quite a lot of them. And I was really bad with sugar. I had a bad relationship with sugar, and then I kind of tried to sort that out along the way, especially during lockdown. I feel like lockdown was kind of a wake up call for me, especially with uh, seeing how much sugar intake I had when I was living out versus when I was at home. And that's something that I've really struggled to have discipline with because it's just really nice. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what else to say, but I just really <laughs> enjoyed it. And uh, obviously, when you're out, rather than being at home, there's more leeway to kind of do, uh, not necessarily whatever you want, but you kind of give yourself that freedom to just go get yourself up and go to a shop, grab a few chocolates on the way back from uni or something, and then go home. But when we're at home now, everything was kind of closed. You couldn't really go to many places. I kind of had to like go to Tesco and grab it. But even when I was there, I didn't really feel inclined to have it because I wanted to change anyway, uh, my eating habits. And that was something I lacked a lot of discipline in. And uh, don't get me wrong, there'll be times where I have sugar here and there, but for the most part, it's not as, uh, oh, I don't want to say sugar because I just realized country nut does have a lot of sugar and I've been having that recently. But in terms of chocolates, <laughs> uh, I don't really have a lot of chocolates anymore. And it's just, I think it's just kind of, I've disassociated myself with it because I've made a conscious effort to not have it. And I've spoken to people about not having it. And that's probably what we'll kind of get into later about ways to kind of reinforce discipline and continue when you're struggling. But that is something for me that I very much struggle with. How about you? Well, before I, I go into my answer, I was going to ask, what's that, what's that one chocolate bar? Yeah, if someone's offering you it and it's free completely, like they're just going to be like, oh, man, do you want this? What's that one chocolate bar you always say yes to? I think over time, before it used to be Aero when I was younger. Aero? Aero Mint or Aero Classic? Aero Mint, man. Aero Mint. Oh, my there, God. There, there, is no, there is no other <laughs> conversation. Aero Mint. Mint and chocolate um, for me can never happen, but I just hate I Mint. I used to like... I used to like Aero a lot, but uh, the truth is there's something that always was in the background that I probably didn't give it the respect it deserved was mm -hmm. Kinder Bueno. Kinder Aww. Bueno was always there. I always had the Kinder Bueno White. and yeah. Kinder, But now I've transitioned over from Kinder Bueno White to Kinders, the, the small sticks. The little ones. They are so good. Man. Oh, they're they, so like, good, man. Those are like, there's a pack of 16 near the local that I used to live where I used 16? to live in uni. Manny, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It was only a pound for them as well. It was game over. Like What? On the way what? home, I used You'd to You'd find me them. in there every you day, see, man. You see, I feel like you see me grab like one or two. I know mates definitely have come over and I've gone to the local before. <laughs> we've gone back to my place after uni. But they know about that. But the kinders, it's just something about kinder oh, now. But yeah. I haven't yeah. had kinders in ages. So I probably would like have a bit of them now if someone offered me oh but yeah if someone offered I me a kinder i can't imagine like i used to be a massive fan of like milky bar and white chocolate it's just i don't really go out my way to have chocolates now man it's just one I of those things that. That, i respect you that. know 
like for example, like a Lendo Lint, whatever it's called. Oh that, my god, that stuff! That is, is amazing. That I would have got my way to buy it and normally get it as a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great present because you know it. The person who gets it is gonna love that lint. It is class, man. It is, it is class. class. But do you know but, what um, it is about Kinder Buenos, though? I find the inside of the Bueno sometimes coats my mouth or my teeth and it feels really weird. I don't know if you've ever found that. Uh, I used to... I, I know what you're saying. That's why I moved over to Kinder, to be honest. <laughs> and also the fact that, like, the truth is, I thought to myself, the Kinder sticks were just smaller and it's just easy to eat and it just tastes really good. Mm, they do taste really good. They do taste really good. For me... What chocolate would I take? I'm always a sucker for a crunchy. You know the honey, the honeycomb one. Man, I didn't oh. like. Actually, you know what? I actually forgot about something that was really <laughs> crazy. Actually, go on. Go on. You know when you go to cinema, Magic Stars. Do not underrate. Oh Magic Oh my god, I'm Magic sorry. Stars! Yo, Magic yo, I feel like a six-year-old again. I feel like a six-year-old again. I love Magic, it. Do you know the cinema kids meal box, whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They give the Magic Stars. They give you like the fruit shoot. I think it used to be, and then the yeah, popcorn. yeah, yeah. Those are amazing. Oh, uh, those Magic, are Magic stores are really good. Galaxy it was really good at one point for me. Minstrels especially. Oh, minstrels. minstrels. Oh, I could go through a bag of minstrels in a, in yeah. a minute. Oh, my God. And then buttons, man. Buttons. Oh, my. Oh. You know, you have know you what? ever had the buttons you know, cake? I haven't had a buttons cake, no. I, my cousins used to have it for their birthdays. They were older than me, but we used to have buttons cake. Bro, the, one of the best cakes I've had, and you know me with my cakes, man. Red velvet cake yeah. is up there, but that yeah, butter's yeah, cake yeah. Is, is contesting that, I'll be honest. <laughs> Thing is, right, I've, I, you sound like a proper, like, you know your way around chocolate and sugar. I can tell you used to be addicted to this kind of stuff because you talk about it with passion. I love it. It's just, I just, the thing is, I know a lot about chocolate and sh- sugar, but yeah. I didn't really have like a diversified, like I had a lot of things, but if you really look at what I had, like I had Galaxy, I might have had like Magic Stars. It's just, I never really would go for like a crunchy or I would yeah. never really go for like a, I don't think I've ever had Hershey's before. Never had Hershey's? Um, I had it in Thailand. Uh, it was paying. I haven't had it before. So I haven't had that. It's just, I, I kind of stick to, I kind of like made myself available to certain chocolates and then once i'm like, kind of <laughs> diversified enough i'm like you know what that's all i need like because the truth is i know me if i have something different i know i'm just gonna open up a new kind of worms and that was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, if, you, if you like the thing that's different as well you then be like wow i need to explore yeah. more and then more and more and you have like every chocolate in your Trust repertoire me. at that like, point the truth is i don't think i i don't think i've had moz i think bounties overrated i'm not gonna lie Bound, ba- no, the thing is that, bounties, bounties not overrated because no one likes like bounty it. no one... i used to know I, I know lots of people who overrate bounty i used to like bounty but like oh i don't even God. think it's that like, great um, what you, know else the box, you know the box Mars of celebrations You know the box of celebrations right Bounty is always left at the end No one likes bounty There's one person, there's one weirdo yeah, Who always like oh yeah give me all the bounties Like please take them There's always one guy <laughs> I'm just trying to think In, I never had. I don't think I've ever had a Mars bar If I've had it I don't like it Mars I don't remember cool uh, having one they're very, have... they're very sweet, like proper. Like my dad's diabetic, and when he has a hypo, a hypoglycemic attack, which is when his blood sugar's low, he always cops himself a Mars bar. Which then, like medically, <laughs> from a medical perspective, Mars that? bars are goaded. <laughs> from a medic, because if you're diabetic, you have to con- control your blood sugar. And if you don't yeah. put, if you if you put too much insulin after you've had a meal, your blood sugar drops too low. And Lucasaid, which is literally called Lucasaid because it's glucose aid, fizzy glucose. Yeah. He has that, yeah. or he has a Mars bar because it's the most sugary like <laughs> glucose oh, I know chocolate bar so yeah. i had loads back in the day because my dad had like a, tw- a 96 box of mars bars whenever he needed them That's medically crazy. medically of course oh i forgot the name of the box is it not heroes it's not heroes what's the Hero- box where celebrations um, heroes quality streets oh. oh is it quality streets the shapes yeah, 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 the shapes the, okay, with, the, with okay. the triangles and the... The triangle is the best one and so is the... Um, the green triangle, it, the green triangle. The green triangle. And oh, it is, goated. I used to like the orange circle, but I didn't like it. like semi-circle-ish. And then there's yeah, like yeah, a hexagon. Nice. The hexagon one's nice. Oh, yeah. The triangle and the hexagon are really good. Do you know, but, um, do you know what doesn't bang, though? Do you, know what does? do you remember Revels from back in the day? I need to search this on Google. Revels, Google it real quick. Google it real quick because I'll, I'll yeah. chat about how much I hate Revels. They do not bang whatsoever. Like, it's, a, it's an assorted bag of chocolate drops, yeah? And some of them, I hate coffee, right? Why are you going to put, like, there's a crunchy one, there's a chocolate-filled one, there's a caramel one, and then there's a flipping coffee one in there. Like, why are you going to do me like that? I think is they all look the same as well. 
So you can't even tell. Oh, I see. They look like a ripoff of like Mitchell's. It's very upsetting, Manny. Honestly, whenever I bit into a coffee one, my day was ruined. I don't. I'm not really a massive. You know what? Hot take is all. I'm not really a massive fan of coffee. I, I and people are like to me. Well, we see you at Starbucks so many times. You always love Starbucks. You never <laughs> ask you what I have. I never have a coffee base to drink <laughs> at all. At hot chocolate or frappuccino, innit? Um, hot chocolate or frap, and even the fraps I have it cream based, not coffee. Same, based. same. I get the strawberries and cream one. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I think I think the only thing that I have with coffee in um, Starbucks is actually the Java chip, which, uh, to be honest, that's the only thing that I'm allowed to have coffee in there because Java chip is an amazing. Java amazing chip. Drink. I've never heard of that. If you go into Starbucks, ask for Java chip. It's basically like a chocolate frap, but it's just something different about it. It's just cross. Mm, it's just absolutely mm, cross. Mm. Speaking um, of coffee, do you know what's a weird thing that people do? They put coffee in their bolognese to like extract the flavors. Apparently, if you put a teaspoon of coffee, it imbues it with more flavor, but it still doesn't taste like coffee. It's a weird one, and I feel like I'll be, you know, disrespecting my Italian heritage by doing that. But I've heard, I've heard of that being a thing. So maybe coffee's got more uses than just coffee. Who knows? I don't know. I just saw it on Sainsbury's recipes. So, so basically, I've seen it on the ripoff of BBC Good Foods. So I don't know if I read it. <laughs> Man, but... I don't trust BBC Good Food ever since Hersha Patel did her egg fried rice. Oh my god! I, do I, don't, honest, know I don't know who that. I don't even know who that is. It was it was catastrophic, man. You're better off not knowing. I'll give you that. Okay, I'll tell you that right fair now. Enough, fair <laughs> enough. So, um, should we just jump back to our discipline? Any, anyway, what, anyway, what, is your dis- what, what, what are you disciplined about? For, no, for, the, for those for those listening, let us know your favorite chocolate bar. I would love to know because yeah, yeah no, definitely up. actually. <laughs> anyway, um, with me struggling with discipline, the main the main problem comes when there's there's not um not instant results right but if i'm trying to do something and the results i know the results aren't instant in my own head like cognitively i've recognized that results aren't instant you have to do things for a certain period of time for you to get good at it or for you to see a change or do what achieve whatever you want to achieve and start seeing changes right and i know that's a thing and you know i've recognized that and acknowledged that but there's still something about not seeing results that deadens the discipline that I have because I even though I know like in the future it's gonna be if I stick with it and everything like that oh I'm gonna achieve what I want to but then and there it's just like oh man I'm still not seeing results and even though it's like a few days into you know whatever me practicing at sport or an activity or keeping to a fitness regime and stuff like that and uh, if I'm not seeing results within a week or so it, it, it kind of makes me a bit disheartened even though I acknowledge that it should, you know, it shouldn't be the case that I would see results straight away. For example, right now I'm trying to eat more healthily and stick with a, a somewhat of a fitness regime. And from the outside perspective, my, my anatomy hasn't changed whatsoever. However, so I, I, I recognize that and I was like, oh, damn, I, I, you know, physically I look very similar. You know, I'm still not, you know, still not fat, still not overweight in any sense of the word i'm still quite you know i'm generally of a larger frame but i'm still my bmi is still fine and everything like that but i don't look any different but then on my is a fake stat by the way oh, oh really okay you're gonna chime into that wait yeah what's, let me what's, explain what's, what's I, explain okay explain. obviously I, uh, let me when i say fake stat um it's not actually fake i'm just saying that I don't even think it even affects us, but let me give you an example. Go on, hit, hit me up. Uh, let me hear it. You're, you're a rugby player. You weigh X amount of, uh, you have X amount of weight for your height, but it's obviously all muscle. But with the BMI, you just write down what your weight is so they don't call you overweight, for example. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, that's true. for the normal person, it probably works well, like, if I'm honest. But oh, I, I, I don't know. That's just something I, I didn't notice it. I feel like someone spoke about it as well. Oh, fair, 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 fair. Yeah, with but I found even though I wasn't noticing any physical change or difference, I um I played football on Monday for the first time in like six months, like properly played football. And usually back in December, November, when I was you know eating a fair fair amount more and not trying to stay as health conscious, I'd find the next day or immediately after the football, I'll be panting for breath, my legs will be aching, I'll be in you know more. I'd have, need more of a recovery period. But I found that this time after football, I wasn't tired during when I'm playing football and I was running more than I usually would. Like I was actively trying to make a difference because I'm, te- I'm, I was playing out of goal. Yes. Yeah, so I'm terrible at football. So I was running around and stuff like that, trying to, 
get an impact not on skill but based on just pure determination just trying to get there and win every second ball or whatever so I was properly going for it and even after an hour playing I was tired obviously but I recognized that I was way less tired than I was so perhaps seeing that difference was a massive boost for me considering I couldn't see a physical one but internally my muscles were feeling more active and stronger my lung capacity is better and my my general fitness has improved even though what I see visually hasn't hasn't changed very much and I think that's been really good for me to recognize and find out yeah no it sounds like like it you're kind of I don't want to say results driven but when you notice differences and notice yeah, when yeah, things are like definitely when you're moving in a direction and you see things which are uh, better, like getting better because of the actions you partake in, that's when people, well, not only yourself, but I think even for myself and everyone really is where uh, we see discipline continue to like, you continue to be more disciplined because then you realize, oh, me probably eating this meal will affect the results I've seen this far. And as a result, I'm going to not have that meal, but because you might not recognize um, the rewards of or the fruits of your labor that you've partaken in you think to yourself okay I'm going to let myself go a little bit and that's definitely true for uh, a lot of people probably even everyone I think everyone experiences that at one point but there's something I actually read on a quick side note about the gym and it's it, it's something like you're in the first 30 days you'll notice it or you won't notice it I think first 60 days someone else will notice it and the first and then the next 90 you'll notice it i can't remember the order i can't remember the quote now but it was was something like that and that's kind of stuck with me now since i've been going gym and i'm like i'm not even worried about whether i see a change or not nowadays because ultimately it just if you carry on doing it there'll be a point where your body will start changing and it might not seem like a massive change to you right now, whatever day number you're on right now, or however many, however many times you've gone. But if you continue sticking at it and you have the right food going into your body, there'll ultimately be a time where your body just changes physique-wise. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's it's true. not the weight. Maybe it's just that you have a bit more muscle, but you'll notice those changes if you continue to do it. And I feel if you constantly check, like imagine someone had to check every time I looked at the body every time they went to the gym. It's not, it's not really going to happen overnight. You, it's a kind of a long graft. So I, I know where you're coming from with that sentiment about struggling with discipline. And talking about discipline and what we struggle with, something that is kind of related to the next question that we have, I think social media is a big one for a lot of people. I think there's a point for me as well, especially Instagram is like the worst thing for me, Joseph. Uh, Instagram yeah, is like my yeah, worst Instagram one. Instagram is like. I know lots of people with Twitter is their worst, but for me with Twitter, only recently because of crypto, which I won't talk about because yeah, everyone's seen it now and it's massive. But all over Twitter, it's just everyone constantly tweeting out about it. And I'm on Twitter quite a bit, but not as much as I used to be on Instagram. And it came to a point for me where to be more disciplined without using social media, actually I had to uninstall it. I just log in on Google Chrome. And I'll be honest, like having that resistance and having that barrier it really did contribute to me doing more things uh, productively because there's more of a uh, sense of, okay, now if I really want to check Instagram, I'm going to have to go on Google. Then when I have to go on Google, I have to log in from there. When I log into there, I now have to check whatever's going on and I need to log out. And the truth is it was, it's kind and it is probably laziness on my behalf, but kind of having those actions partaken before I can just instantly go into the application it kind of deterred me from using it, which was really useful. And I just think for me personally, social media and my phone are like my worst ones when it comes to getting work done. So for example, during the podcast today, I normally chuck my phone on my bed because I know I don't want to check it. Because if I know I'm checking it, I'll be too distracted. And that definitely um, is something I want to be more disciplined about, like being able to use my phone less and don't get me wrong I use my phone significantly less than I used to but I think there's just ways and mechanisms and places that we can put in to try and contribute to being more disciplined is there anything that you can relate to with that or things that you might do to contribute to being more disciplined when getting well, I, I actually remember Manny when you did uh, I was there I think when you're like you know what F it I'm just gonna I'm just logging out my Instagram I think I was at your place and you just did it and I was like oh my god this guy's like actually for real about it 
which was quite interesting to see. Oh, I, when I did that challenge, I remember. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah, that, yeah. Like, was it thirty day or forty five day challenge? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was thirty think days, and I carried on to like forty five. Yeah, I know. And you actually did it. You actually stuck with it. So I remember this happening, and I was thinking, in my internally, right? I was thinking, yo, how's Manny doing this? I couldn't do that. Which is so bad because I'm limiting myself with that thought thinking I couldn't do it. But realistically, I didn't have Instagram up until I came to uni till 2018. So 18 years on this earth, I wasn't using Instagram. So who's to say if I delete it now, I'll miss it. If you know what I mean. Are you being serious? You got yeah, Instagram man. late. I, yeah, I exactly. Like I was on social media quite early. No, not yeah, early, yeah, but yeah. I think Snapchat I got in 2014. 2014? Blah. Yeah. I don't even know why I had it. I think you said I joined in 2014. Bear but... in mind, yeah, bear in mind, up to 2018, I had a Nokia Lumia, so. Oh, okay. I had a, <laughs> I had like a HTC and then I changed to a OnePlus, but. Oh, um, OnePlus? Damn, no, I had, had an OnePlus S- since I, day. I had an S7, actually, I think, before. I had HTC S7, then I had a, um, a OnePlus in like 2017 or 2018, September. Nice. Um, nice no, wait, nice. it might have been like, it was year 12, I think. Yeah, yeah, twelve. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I had the Nokia Lumia, so I had the Windows App Store. So I wasn't really even. No way. I wasn't Windows able to. App Store. I wasn't able. So sorry. To, I wasn't able to download Instagram or Snapchat because they didn't have it on the Windows Store at that point. Or at least if That's they did, I didn't find it, nor did I really want to. So no. if I look at Manny and I see him deleting Instagram, and then in that moment I was thinking that takes a lot of discipline. I couldn't, I couldn't be, I couldn't do that. And then I think back to a couple of years prior when I didn't even have Instagram, and realistically, was my life any worse for that? Was it any more difficult? No, not really. So it's it's hard because then once you've got Instagram, you become addicted to it. You know, I find myself scrolling through TikTok now. I used to have. Mate, I TikTok, don't have the app installed, bro. No, exactly. No, no, bro, don't, bro. Manny. I, don't. It's no, a trap. No, it's a trap. You, no, I'm telling you. Like people send me TikToks on like um, they copy the link of the TikTok, send it to me, and I watch it like that. Maybe on Google and close mm-hmm. it straight after. Mm-hmm. I will never download the app because I know it's, it's a trap. Addictive. I know. I know how bad it's like. Instagram Reels aren't as, like, addictive as probably people say TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I agree, are, I agree. Even still, like, even on Instagram Reels, I score, like, four or five, and I'm like, I need to get off this <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah, because you um, can find yourself going to the rabbit hole, definitely. 100%. And I don't want to sound too harsh as well, in a sense. Like, Instagram has a lot of people I've connected with and a lot of people I've met. And don't get me wrong, uh, everyone on my Instagram, I, I do know. But the truth is, if anyone really, really, really needs me, man... They know how to get hold of me if I'm not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And that's the truth. Like, if I got rid of Instagram, you, you could people who really know me will be able to ring my phone and be like, "Exactly, man, exactly. you haven't." Like, even if some people, I ring people and they're like, "Oh, I sent you something on Instagram." I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not on it at the moment." Or sometimes I even message some mates and saying, "I'm going off Instagram for like two weeks or like a week or so." Um, like, uh, if you send me some stuff on it, I'll check it like the week later. I say if it's super urgent though, then just let me know and uh, just ring me or if it's something completely different. Because some people might yeah. message me on Instagram on a separate conversation, even though we've got we've got each other on like WhatsApp and Snapchat on, on mobile. So I, I might I might just send out a message. I normally send out an SMS saying I'm not on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But the thing is now the dilemma I have is I might uninstall it sometimes and then I realize Oh yeah, I forgot. I've got to promote my own podcast, so I install it on like a Saturday. <laughs> I, I uninstall it and then install it Saturday, or install it Friday, and then have it for Saturday, then have it for Sunday, and then get rid of it on Sunday or even Monday if I need to. If I need to repost uh, the podcast on like Monday afternoon. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Thing is, it yeah, it, it. I don't know if I would miss it. That's the thing. So I looked at Manny deleting it, and I was thinking, maybe I should do that. But then it's just. It's just so convenient to have Instagram because like, it's just as well. I actually do enjoy scrolling through the feed sometimes. Well, a lot of the time I do, otherwise I wouldn't use it. And it's, it's thing is, I was about to say, it's a great time waster. But at that point, you don't want your time to be wasted. You want your time to be used productively. So definitely it can be bad. And I know I've had a, a problem with using my phone. Like my girlfriend always says, she doesn't always say, but she notices that I check my phone for messages a fair amount like you know every 10 minutes or so i'll just quickly like turn my phone screen on and have a look and see if i've got any messages most of the time i don't i'm not that popular right so i don't usually have messages but i still check them and i i don't know what's that as what's that as a result of so i need to be more 
vigilant with just making acknowledging that I don't need to reply instantly. But then I'm always thinking, well, what if I do? What if someone messes me something important and I'm not able to notice? Because my phone is usually on silent. You know, it's not usually Man, pinging. You know, trust me, my phone on silent, no notifications. Yeah. And it sounds, I know like lots of people say like even for certain scenarios that we will probably get into like in a different episode completely, but like you need to know when to message someone, you time your messages with like when you're speaking to girls and girls maybe speaking to guys and stuff. I don't do that, man. If I'm on my phone and I've seen the message, I'm replying because I'm on my phone. It's not like I'm on my phone 24-7, you know what I mean? And if you catch me in a good moment where I'm on WhatsApp and my notifications are off, then you caught me in a good moment. I'm just going to reply back to you. I can't be doing this way exactly the same amount of time yeah. as someone. Or way X amount of time that. divided by 2.5. But I, don't, <laughs> I don't need to hear it. I don't need that. I hate that. I hate it's that. So I hate specific that. As well. That's why, like, for me, it's like, if I notice I'm using the... Um, if I'm on the app and I notice your message, it's not like I'm going to go out my way not to message you back. Because like, I'm on the app anyway. What am I going to do? Just tap on like the first two people I see and just leave the rest. What's the point? I'm just wasting my own time because then I'm going to go on the application like two hours later. Now I realize, oh, I've got more messages to reply to. Yeah, or, or you realize you, you forget that you haven't replied. So then you realize you've been airing this person for the last four hours and that's just peak. Yeah, man. And not even, yeah, even that as well. It's just, you just no, don't notice it. So I just, whenever I'm on the app and if I'm actively on it, I would just reply back. Even if the person is literally typing and mm-hmm. just sent one thing and they're still typing, I might reply back to that. Because yeah, there's, like, there's no, like, I don't want to say, like, I, I'm not really embarrassed by that, man. I'm on the app because I'm on the app. It's not like I was waiting for this message. It's just that <laughs> I was went onto the app. My red screen's off. I kind of do need to check if two people message me. Imagine, bro, I had to time my messages and I was, I'm looking at the app and then my mom's messaging me on WhatsApp saying this needs to be done, it's urgent, and I just leave it. I just, <laughs> yeah. This is a bit of a joke. You You're know not going to air your mom, are you? Like, come on. Obviously, but I even say to my family, though, like, if you really, really need me, SMS me because that's the yeah. only one that's on. Only notification that's on on my phone is an SMS or obviously a phone call. Even though I'm on silent, if I'm on my phone, I might see your phone call, but an SMS, I will definitely see the message because that's mm-hmm. the only notification I have on, on my phone. Good to know. All right. If I ever need money, send them an SMS. But on, on a real though, with, um, with social media and stuff like that, it's, it's hard to, to just, once you get into the flow of things and you're potentially you're studying for an exam or coursework, or even for me, if I'm at work and I quickly just, you know, I'm a bit bored of doing my work. So I go on my phone for like a minute and then it and turns out 10 minutes has passed. Social media can just bring, just bring you in and ensnare you sometimes. And it requires discipline, not only to realize that and to get off the app, but then to actually stay off it. So I think Manny's tactic of during times of like, not stress, but during important times, such as studying for exams or doing coursework, it would be beneficial just to get rid of the app entirely because if you haven't got the kind of discipline that others do to be able to have the app on the phone and readily available but not use it the best thing to do is just remove the app completely and then the option is gone because then as Manny said you have to go through all these hoops like you have to maybe go on google chrome to use it log in there you have to re-download the app and if like me you run out of space you have to then clean up some space to be able to download the app and then you have to log in and all these little hoops to jump through it just makes it you can't be bothered at that point to use the app in in the end so if i was going to give advice i would say just get rid of the app if you need to yeah and i think everyone's different for for some people it might be like for me i I like going cold turkey and things i like just going completely like the opposite direction like completely uninstall the app I can't do the whole, okay, maybe I might check it once a day. Because I know once I've checked it once, that's it. I'm probably checking it like four times after. So personally for me, it would be uninstall the app completely. And when I feel like I need it, or if I want to use it, just reinstall it, use it. I want to uninstall it straight away. And I find that easier. And for other people, they're going to have their own mechanisms. They're going to find which uh, best suits them. But I think just find the way that best suits you rather than trying to like adhere to something that someone else has done also. Because... I know for me, even at the start when I uninstalled it, it wasn't easy, but it's easier now because I just find it easy to just uninstall it and do it. But that's only because it's kind of been trained into my mind where I think to myself consciously, okay, I think I'm using Instagram a lot this week. Let me just uninstall it and that's it. And I'm not really worried about like really missing messages. And I know for a lot of people 
they keep up to date with a lot of people, so they might be more concerned. But at the same time, I just know that if anyone really, really needs me, like WhatsApp and SMS are the ones I would indefinitely uh, check and the people around me know that. And I think that's the most important thing because for Instagram, it's also the content you have on it is stuff that you enjoy. So it's kind of similar with, I don't really classify, I don't know if YouTube not really a social media platform, but I'm on YouTube quite a lot and I noticed that. And uninstalling YouTube would be a bit of a hassle, but it's making yourself consciously not do it. And for that kind of thing, I wouldn't uninstall YouTube because I just feel like it will be, it's useful to me as well because I don't only use it for uh, like entertainment, I use it for education. And I know Instagram does have quite a few things on my discovery, especially like my mates will notice that I send them computer science stuff. But I know for the most part, primarily Instagram's kind of a hub for just pure entertainment. So that's why I thought to myself, I'd just go call Turkey on it and then come back to it when I need to. But whatever works for you, for you, it's use it three times a week and that's your goal. And then the week after you go to two and then the week after that you go to one and that's it. You want to, for as long as you can, use Instagram once a week. Awesome, power to you. But I think when you realize once you remove that impact of social media, you become more productive and then you realize how much time you're using. It it can be a bit daunting at the start, but once you realize how to reallocate that time, you can definitely use it to um, not only better yourself, but just do it to do, do things for yourself as well, just generally. Yeah, that, that thing you mentioned at the end with time reallocation is so important because then you can see how useful the time that you have can be. You know, the, the 18 hours, 16 hours or so of time that you're awake in a day, it can be so useful just to have one extra hour to do something you were potentially procrastinating potentially you were putting it off like say if I wanted to take notes on the podcast to create higher quality content but instead of doing that I spent an hour on my phone scrolling through TikTok I'll probably feel pretty guilty getting off of TikTok and thinking well I could have just spent that time more productively and yeah I may have had a couple laughs from the videos here and there but was it really worth it and then I'll go "Mm, probably not but and then I'll do the same thing again the next day you know it, it would just be that kind of spiral but Similarly, for me, I have a lot of discipline issues in terms of sweets as well. Going back to the chocolates thing, right? My discipline for that is terrible. So at work, I have my lunch and I have one little treat after work, like an hour after lunch, I have a little sweet treat. So, but instead of taking, say, a packet of 10 mini kinders, for example, let's go with that, 10 kinders, I would only take, I'd leave the 10 at home and I'd take the one in with my bag. I wouldn't have 10 in my desk at work because the problem is the temptation. That is the problem. If I only took one into work and I knew, and I just had that one, I'll have the one kinder. There'll be no other ones in my desk for me to be tempted to have. They'll all be at home. So I wouldn't have the possibility of having that. It's the same thing with the Instagram, having it on your phone provides the temptation just to be like, oh, let me just go on it for a minute. Let me just scratch that itch. It's the same thing for me with the chocolate at work. If I only take the one in at my desk and I eat that one thing, I'm happy. I have my one little treat, feeling good, had a bit of chocolate, had a bit of sugar, see me through for the last three hours of the working day. That's all good. If I take the packet of 10 in there and I, st- I, I go in there with the intention of having one chocolate bar and I have my one and then it's like, quarter past four I've got 15 minutes left on my shift and like let me just reward myself for getting through the day and I have another one boom I've ruined that one a day tactic I was going for and that's because of temptation I think that's a big problem that I have with discipline is leave myself open to be tempted by the things that I'm trying to discipline myself against I don't know if you've had this issue yeah I think something that is common in both our scenarios is accessibility and trying to reduce the accessibility or trying to just completely get rid of it is a really effective way of being more disciplined and being able to get on with things because once you don't have access to something, then there isn't really a way for you. Then you have to look for a way to gain access to it and the steps and stuff that is involved to be able to do that might be the very reason why you're like, oh, you know what, I'm too lazy to at the moment because I've got other stuff that I'm prioritizing. And I think that was a really important point, Joseph, that you brought up because you can have an intention, but because of temptation, you fail to sustain the intention. And I think for both of us in our case, it's it's accessibility, like I mentioned earlier, that is what really drives how we sustain our own discipline in the sense that 
to get rid of the accessibility makes us more disciplined. And I think that's something that everyone can pick up on. And just to move on to a different question, since we're talking about discipline, um, why do you think discipline is important? Like for you, uh, just as a person generally in your life, why, 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 what would discipline do for your life to make it better potentially? And why do you think it's important to you? I think discipline is important because if you're able to self-discipline, uh, then you're able to help not discipline others, but say if someone wants you, wants you to help discipline them, then you know that you can be relied upon as someone who's able to be an accountability partner, for example, and stay on top of things when someone else is trying to also lose weight or put on weight if they're underweight or to uh, stay off social media or to cut down on their drinking. If you're able to be a disciplined person, obviously, you know, we talk some quite a bit about, you know, having servitude towards others as being a great motivation for finding purpose. If you're able to be self-disciplined, you're then able to help keep others in check when they may require it, when they may ask for it. And I think that's something really honorable about that. that they can be like, oh, Joseph really helped me cut down on my alcohol consumption, cut down on my excess and drug use, cut down on sugar or, you know, help me improve my, my diet and help me eat more if I'm feeling malnourished and stuff like that. All these different things. You can then help someone with it, which is fantastic. I think that being able to use what you're able to do as a vessel to help others is criminally underrated. It's criminally underrated. I think it's so useful. But also for yourself, you know, you're then able to achieve things. You're then able to know that if you set out to do something, you set out to learn something, for example, and improve your craft or hone your skills and all these different things. If you know you've got discipline, you know that you can stick with it when it gets tough through adversity. You know, there's that always that saying when the, the going gets tough, the tough get going. I think, and I hate that phrase so much, but it's that phrase does extend and does kind of touch upon having discipline and being able to stick with it. It doesn't necessarily mean physically tough, you know, and like more physically capable or stronger than someone else. It just means that you're able to stick with something in the face of adversity. And that is something so honorable and everything, every walk of life, everything that you learn or new skill that you pick up or new thing that you do, you're going to encounter failure. But having discipline allows you to come back from that failure and do better next time or not necessarily even do better. Just learn from your experience and not act all defensive and, you know, completely just get rid of that thing because you failed that one time. It allows you to to develop and to grow in everything that you do in all aspects. I think it's it can't be rated highly enough as an important tool. And I think that everyone could be more disciplined. Some people can could benefit from being a little less and a little less hardball. There's a couple of people that I know that are a little bit too rigid. And I think that's where the problems come in when you're not allowing yourself for flexibility. You're not taking into account that certain things have happened in your life. Say it potentially some tragic event has occurred, but you've told yourself you're going to do something. So then you do it and you put off contemplating about what this event actually meant to you and what this event did to you because you're too disciplined. I think that can also be an issue, but finding the right balance is definitely an underrated thing in this day and age. And I've never been the recipient of being too disciplined. I'm going to be honest, you know, I've been definitely the recipient of being not disciplined enough in terms of what I do with myself and how I'm able to stick with things. But I'm trying to do that a little more, you know, trying to trying to hold myself accountable as well as help, hopefully being a good accountability buddy for others. But for you, Manny, have you found yourself to to be a bit more on the servitude side towards helping to keep others disciplined or do you find discipline to be more beneficial for yourself? I think it's a bit of both. I know definitely for, for myself and I know I'm not disciplined enough. And the truth is, I'm kind of in a sense, I know it consciously and I have certain friends I call where I'm like, you know what, boys, I know what the issue is. I'm not disciplined enough, but I don't have that kind of, I don't want to say motivation, but it's, I don't have that willingness to, to, you know, to maintain my discipline because I, I, sometimes it can be just a time where you just can't be bothered to do anything. And I've, I've definitely been there before. And there's many people I talk to 
but it's also I've also been on the side of being the person that people talk to about being more disciplined but I think it's just a like a universal issue where lots of people have and you can't just be disciplined all the time and like you said not being able to be flexible can definitely have an impact on your life just generally I think especially socially where if you're super super disciplined you might forego things where you you don't really let your hair down or not have that much fun and maybe it's just one of those things where you've seen and I feel like this is for lots of people that I know is that they've been disciplined for a lot of their life and they've seen the rewards and benefits from that and they continue to live in that lifestyle and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever but it's just a um, I feel that sometimes you miss things when you you're very rigid and very um I don't say you don't want to change but very disciplined and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you enjoy what you're doing but that's something that I just want to make note of or just make it uh, set on the podcast because that's definitely another side to the coin, which I'm definitely not a part of, I'll be honest, because sometimes my discipline <laughs> uh, fluctuates. It's like a sign graph, man. It goes up and it goes down. Yeah. And it's just crazy. But uh, I, I really think, like you said, discipline is really underrated. And I think consistency alongside that discipline is what really moves the machine. Um, and that's what I think people struggle with discipline because we kind of live in an outcome or results driven world just generally and I feel like that is the big issue and that's why I feel if you can detach yourself from that and attach yourself more to the process and knowing that you're building accountability to yourself by doing the actions you partake in um, ultimately there'll be a reward from that but that, that's why I totally agree with what you mentioned earlier about discipline and how it definitely is something really like not spoken about enough i think personally nowadays i feel it's being able to so people might talk about being able to sustain your work but being able to sustain it you need that discipline and sometimes i even like it myself where i might be really great at this it's like a race i'm really great at the first 200 meters but in the last 200 for the 400 meter race i might just capitulate and that isn't sustainable you got to be consistently you know, consistently remain remain disciplined throughout the whole thing. Because being overly disciplined can lead to burnout. And you can listen to an episode about burnout in episode 34 of season one of the podcast. Shameless plug. Um, but yeah, you can lead to getting burnt out if you just try and remain too set in your ways. And if you convince yourself and you've given yourself this harsh narrative, it can be pretty damaging, man. It can be pretty rough. So I'll definitely get people to be wary of that if they are trying to be uh, disciplining themselves a little bit more but i would like to actually ask real quick do you think discipline is more effective when it's self-imposed or imposed by others such as having a uh, an accountability partner or a buddy it, it really depends on the person joseph personally for me there'll be things that i know for myself I can discipline myself on. If I needed to uh, use my phone less, I consciously can make that decision and I'm really good with that. But if it's to do with, I need to, maybe let's just say for argument's sake, you, you say to me, and I say to you, I'm eating a lot of chocolate, I don't want to turn your light to me. Manny, I, I don't think you should have it and let me talk about it. I know this sounds like a really trivial example, but it is something like there will be other things in my life where I feel that, I need to talk to someone else because I don't necessarily have the willpower. And that's something that you have to really accept where there'll be moments in time where you know that about yourself, where this domain of life, you might be really good at being disciplined with, but then something else, you just know that you're not going to be able to do it. And uh, if I'm honest, I even said it on the podcast with Ruben just a few episodes ago, where I really don't like going gym, but now it's become self-imposed because I forced myself to wake up so early and go and get it done. But if I didn't tell people I go gym, then I feel like also that plays a factor because it's that public display of accountability that really kind of makes you want to continue to do it because someone might say to you, oh, Manny, how was your gym session uh, last week? Or how was your gym session on Friday? And then if I say to you, oh, I, I didn't go, it, I, I'm not going to say it sounds a bit embarrassing, but it's, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> if you're like, yeah, you're, you're like to me. You're like to me, oh, how was your session? I was like, I didn't go this week. And then you might be like, why? And then if I say I can't be bothered, it doesn't really bode well with it. With it doesn't reflect well on your character. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. As well. And um, 
I feel like with something like that, it's definitely good to have people. And I know when I first went to gym a few times, I did go, um, I, I go with my mum a few times, but not even that. I also went with a mate and my mate was there. And I feel like it was really good to have someone there, especially like in the gym as well, because not only do you get to do stuff together and you can swap uh, when you're doing like sets, but it's knowing that someone else knows you're doing something and they can hold you accountable to it. But I, like I said, I feel like it's really subjective and self-imposing, like being dis like trying to discipline yourself is really difficult. I feel like it's a learned thing. And obviously when you're super young, you get disciplined by someone else because you have parents that teach you what's right from wrong or try to guide you in a, in a sense of where they believe you should be going. And that kind of guidance kind of, I don't want to say it goes away, but that kind of guidance kind of, it gets, the shackles are released basically to an extent and how much you can and can't do. And then you have to decide for yourself what what you can and can't do. And then that's where the discipline comes in. Yeah, and I would say that for myself, uh, I definitely require a bit of external external input. I think, as Manny did say, it does depend from person to person. But it does also depend on the context in which you're needing to be disciplined. You know, it definitely can fluctuate. But just to, to cover what you mentioned, you actually mentioned parenting there, and that's something interesting I wanted to talk about. Um, and there's this thing called heavy-handed parenting or authorit authoritarian. I don't know how to say this word, Manny. Authoritarian? Is that what you say? Authoritarian. Yeah, authoritarian parenting when the parent is quite heavy-handed in terms of their, their rules towards their child. And that's when, I, when you mentioned discipline, the first thing that pops into my mind is parental discipline. But do you think that's now quite outdated, that level of authoritarian discipline? I think times have definitely changed and whether that's good or bad is whatever people have their opinion towards, but I don't think it's necessarily outdated. I feel like there's a way now to discipline your children, which may have been different to how a lot of people used to be disciplined. Like I remember like, as this is obviously not even younger, no, not younger than us, sorry, much older than us. Where like they used to have like a cane at school, and obviously that's obviously changed for discipline, and it's completely that's completely backwards, and you don't really see you don't see that in the modern day. But there's things like that where you think now, based on how kids are nowadays, and the and also I feel like in the environment and the atmosphere that we're surrounded with uh, at a young age is kind of the whole dynamics change. So that those kind of mechanisms don't really. Uh, aren't really as useful as they may have once been. And I, it sounds really weird because I want to relate this to football to an extent when it comes to like trying to parent or like coach people. They normally say like footballers this day and age, like I'm not going to say they can't take criticism necessarily, but it's like you have to be a bit more, um, uh, I don't know how to explain it. You, you have, have to be, be a, more, a bit more wary receptive. about what you like, say. Re yeah, you have to be a bit more wary about what you say. We have to be very receptive and um, have a lot of empathy and I feel like there's nothing really wrong with that. And there, there might be heavy-handed parenting and like st uh, like being authoritative it isn't necessarily... It, it's still, I feel like it's still a way to parent um, a child, but it doesn't necessarily mean that to an extent like maybe uh, beforehand people used to get slapped and now it might be that um, you, t you tell your... Like you might say to your child instead that if you continue to have a tantrum, we'll just sit here. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're being like... It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not being authoritative, but you're just going about it in a different manner. And I think I think the mannerisms when it comes to being authoritative have definitely changed. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that's how time goes on and how time moves on and things are obviously accepted and things which used to be accepted aren't accepted anymore. And that's just, it's a perpetual cycle which is going to happen forever, really. And so, is this been outdated? I wouldn't say so. I think... I think how it's navigated is outdated in the sense where things that might have been acceptable prior are no longer acceptable now, but there's still a way to be able to discipline your children, for sure. What do you think, think about this? Yeah, well, what's interesting is that nowadays, the, the why of something is emphasised more than the, the how. So, for example, if you the a kid that your kid wants to stay out late to go to like an after-school event or they want to go see their friends or whatever, and I think back in the day as a parent, you'd say no, 
and the child would be expected to comply just based off sheer obedience and the fact that they should just understand that their parents know better than them and they wanted and that's what they should listen to i think nowadays that's changed to un let the child understand why the parents saying this why they don't want the kid to stay out past a certain time why they're imposing these rules so that the child can see it from the point of view of the parent and understand that oh there's actually reasoning they're not just doing this because as the kid always says you hate me da, 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 you know so the kid doesn't say that but they can understand that there's actually reasoning behind this decision this this choice of oh they're they're giving a curfew because of this reason because they want to ensure i get my schoolwork done and they want to ensure that i'm well rested for the morning and i'm able to be productive but at the same time i also think that there's now a two-way conversation that takes place there that parents listen to their children a lot more than they used to that children are now given a bit more children or young people are given now more of a voice in terms of they're able to explain why they want to do what they do they're they're able to explain why they want to go to this after school club why they want to go to this party or something like that and the parent they may not say yes they may still say no but at least the young person or the kid can then know that at least their parent takes in their input and values what they have to say and that is very important discipline i agree discipline isn't outdated but it's just shown in a different way and that that is because there's that way for two-way conversation now to take place and there's also the possibility for both the parent and the young person to change their mind about what they want to do realize that oh actually that makes sense that's good reasoning i understand where you're coming from mom dad guardian auntie whatever also in the same on the same head of the coin flip the coin the parent could then actually be like oh i didn't consider that and that now takes place a lot more than the heavy-handed iron fist leather glove disciplining of yesteryear you know the 60s the 70s the 50s all that stuff which was a lot more just expected compliance and obedience now it's a little more conversational but i do think that this can get to a point where it becomes passive parenting when the kid just gets away with things and this can lead to spoiled bratty children and it is so hard being a parent it's so hard to find that to find that middle it's a ground. fine line man Such oh, a fine line. the margins are so small yeah it's really hard to find that so honestly i respect every parent out there trying their best to navigate that line because you don't want to be a so authoritarian that you're not enabling a kid to do anything but you don't want to be so passive that you enable them to get away with things and to go into society thinking they're able to get away with these things when reality wise they're not but yeah i i would say discipline isn't outdated it's just the way that it's been been put across has been changed from from back in the day but in terms of one other thing um what do you think is there anything you do manny that you do to reinforce your bad behavior so to do you justify it to yourself like oh you tell yourself why i should have this chocolate bar or why i don't need to go to the gym today do you ever do that or do you ever think oh, i should just do it i should yeah, just stick no. with it there's sometimes where I'll go, I'll wake up a bit late for the gym and then I'll be like, I'm too tired. And there'll be days <laughs> where I actually am physically really? tired. Now, there'll wow. be days where I'm physically tired. Luckily, um, I still was able to do three times that week. But the point was is that there are days where I'm actually physically tired and there's days that I cannot be bothered because it's just really, really difficult to wake up at like, six or six thirty to try and go gym i i can't i can't i used to be able to when i was younger but now i just since i've been working i just really struggle to wake up that early because i start going better like i get called a granddad i start going better at 10 p.m i know it sounds a bit funny or uh, 10 p.m okay uh, that's that's yeah. early but i respect you get your your 10 hours eight hours of sleep i need my eight hours of sleep. mate joseph you know me man i say this to all my mates they know me well enough i need my eight hours of sleep without my eight hours do not talk to me that's just a fact of life but maybe on a seven, I can stretch it. But even still, I need my eight. So when it comes to going gym, like sometimes I might not wake up myself and then my mom wakes me up and I'm like, to her, I, I'm, and then it's when, when she says to me, do you want to go? That is a bad question. Because sometimes I'm like, no. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I could just imagine you in your bed being like, yeah. I don't, mom, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it definitely, um, it's just one of those things where 
sometimes I am tired and there's been days where I actually have been physically exhausted or my body actually aches so I actually can't go but I know there's been times where compared to those times like right now like I'll give you an example I went footy yesterday and this morning I woke up and my back is actually gone like it hurts so much I'm actually physically tired so if maybe if I wake up tomorrow if I am the same way I am today I probably wouldn't go gym but if I'm even less than this I might try and still convince myself not to go, but it's just trying to work out um, how much my body can take because I don't want to get injured either. And I think sometimes I get worried about that kind of stuff. Um, but maybe I'm more worried about it because at the same time, there's this bit of me that says I don't really want to go either. So that definitely, there is definitely things I do to reinforce that kind of bad behavior in the sense that I might just say no for the sake of saying no, even though like I should go. But for the most part, I try to convince myself, you know what, you, I say, because the truth is, if I go to bed so early, I just think I wasted my night as well, because I could have been up for like an extra hour or two if I wasn't going to go gym. So that's what I think to myself, you know what, you went to bed this early, you better get your backside up and go to the gym. What about you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, right, with my one, it's I, whenever I need to be disciplined about something, I just try and go cold turkey on it and just trying my harder to stick with it because I am the master of my own downfall. I'm going to be honest. You know, when I start reasoning with myself and justifying myself to reinforce this bad behavior, I usually always give in. I'm not going to lie to you, Manny. I usually always give in. I'm very weak-willed when it comes to convincing myself to do something that is counterproductive to my own intentions and my own goals. But at the end of the day, hopefully... I say hopefully, hopefully I'll still reach the same end goal that I'm trying to do, just it will take longer and it will require a little more drive in some times than others. And that's okay because I don't want to force myself to do something that realistically I don't really want to do. Like going to the gym, sometimes you go of obligation, sometimes you go because it's result space, sometimes you go because you genuinely enjoy it. But I don't at any point want to wake up for the gym and think oh i hate going this i mean i don't go to the gym myself so i'm trying to put myself in someone else's shoes but i don't want to wake up for the gym and think i hate this which would just be the worst that would be so bad i think i think i'm not gonna lie to you that there probably were times where like not as in this time around necessarily but when i was younger i didn't like going and then i kind of stopped this time around i don't like going i don't necessarily hate it but as i even say it like as i carry on going my distaste for it reduces in the sense that like I don't like going because I feel like it's a bit of a hassle but it becomes less of a hassle once I continue to do it and compared to how much I might have not liked it that much when I was talking to Ruben to now it's very different because I'm I'm continuing to stay with that momentum and continuing to do it and once you stick with something and you know it's and I also know ultimately it's good for me I started doing like the stuff at the gym and I really enjoy it. And something that I used to not like that much, but I do like at the start is at the start, normally I do the treadmill and sometimes I go like 17 kilometers per hour or 16 kilometers per hour, which is super fast. And I'll be honest, sometimes I really feel like I'm actually like trying to tire myself up, but I've really enjoyed that part of it. And then I go straight to doing the machine rates and stuff. But I think it's one of those things where you don't want to hate it, I feel like it's going to just be more of a I have to do this rather than I want to do this. And I feel like that kind of mindset for me is changing, even though I do dislike it uh, to an extent and it's not natural for me to go. I am more of a I want to go rather than I have to go. Whereas before, I feel like I was the other way around. That's nice, man. There, that That's what I want to aspire to. I think that's what everyone should aspire to when they're trying to do you use discipline to their advantage because usually when you discipline yourself it's because it's difficult to feel you know to stick with it that's what discipline is there for because it's so easy to go back into the malpractice that you're trying to avoid and so if your discipline becomes i'm doing this because i want to not because i have to if you give yourself that narrative even if it's a false narrative and you're just trying to convince yourself eventually you might actually convince yourself and that might actually become the way you might go around it so that would be quite a quite a nice way to go things i think if you're if you're listening today and you're trying to take something away from it from about discipline in particular it would be to 
to try and want to have to make that change rather than feel like you have to make that change if that makes sense to people listening 100 percent. and i just want to say on that there will be times where it might be a have to at the start but i think slowly over time it then becomes i want to and mm. hopefully that's the case for many of us uh, many of those listening today where the thing that might be i have to today might be i want to next week and that's the, uh, you're completely right in terms of that's where you should aspire to be at especially when you want to be more disciplined because ultimately you don't really want to discipline yourself on something that you I don't want to say you don't really like but in the sense that like you, you feel like it is not uh, yeah it's kind of like you don't want to discipline yourself on something you don't like because then you might just not like it and still get it done and there might be aspects of stuff that you do that you might not like that you have to get done but for the overarching uh, theme of it should be I I get to do this I want to do this but there'll be subsections where you don't like it and I think that's important to recognize as well, especially because some people might just completely disregard something because they don't like an aspect of something. So they disregard the whole picture. And I feel that isn't really representative of what you're doing. But I didn't really tell Joseph this, but for the new season, we really wanted to do something a bit more engaging with the viewers. And we have done it a few times sporadically in last season's episodes. But we want to close off every episode with a bit of a question for you to uh, for you guys to think about and definitely uh, reply to us on our social media and get hold of us with your answers. And today's one that I was thinking of, and Joseph, you can change it or you can add a different one if you so wish to, is that what's the one thing you want to be more disciplined with? What's the one thing in your life you think to yourself, if I was a bit more disciplined, things could not necessarily only be better, but you'd like to be more disciplined. And what's something that you think to yourself, you know what, I really want to do this and I haven't really had the discipline to continue, but I'm going to start and I'm going to make that start. What is that thing for you? Hopefully we'll get some interesting answers. And also, as we mentioned at the start of the podcast, what is your favourite chocolate bar? Because I would like to know. I'd like to know what the, the consensus is. If you could you know, let us know, we'll get hopefully get us a couple answers. At least that'd be very nice to, to see. We could talk about it potentially a few weeks down the line. But I guess, you know, we've got nothing else left to, to mention. I feel like we've left it on a very positive note, hopefully something constructive, hopefully something useful for people to take and listen to and hopefully follow the advice if you're feeling like it. If you feel like these two, these two dummies named Manny and Joseph don't know what they're on about, feel free to think that as well, because realistically, we don't really mind. <laughs> we're just here to give our input and express our thoughts and opinions on it. And we'd love to hear what everyone else got to say. Uh, we do advertise. Well, actually, no, we don't. We don't advertise. We put ourselves out there on Instagram at the official DMC podcast. We don't do any advertisement. So the only advertisement we do get is from word of mouth. So we'd appreciate it massively if you're able to share with one person, let them know you've listened to this podcast today and really enjoyed it and let them know about the DMC on Spotify. But without further ado, this is the DMC podcast signing off.